It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. Along with Christian, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings for being our sponsor. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. Riley Tufty gets into his first game of the season. Looked okay. Jake Ottinger almost gets the shutout. Someone said the word shutout like 14 seconds before the game ended. But the Stars get the 2-1 to win tonight, you guys, against the really struggling Columbus Blue Jackets. Chris, how are you doing today? And they close out a fantastic road trip where they were 30 seconds from getting a point in every single game. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I am still a little bit sick. Sorry I don't normally sound this sexy and beautiful. But you have it for tonight, so be happy for it. It's like you've gone through puberty like the second time. Like it's just yeah, dropped so even lower. There is normally a second puberty at around 22, I hear. So. <laughs> Not quite, but uh, it, I, I this was a boring game overall. This, this was just my initial thoughts from today's game. And you know what? It, maybe they were probably tired. Um, they were obviously the better team. Uh, right. And a, a lot of it didn't necessarily have to do with the fact that Columbus is a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. They're just dealing with a crap ton of yeah. injuries right now. Um, the, they're missing well, Boone Jenner. They're missing Zach Wierenski. They're missing uh, Elvis Merzlikens. That's their, their number one center, number one defenseman, number one goalie right there. So that's, yeah, the, that's and, the equivalent of us losing Rope, Hintz, Haskinen, and Ottinger. So that's a big deal. Yeah, and, and Dad mentioned on the ice, it just looks like we are just better. Like, just flat-out, talent-wise, 
we blew them out of the water tonight for sure because of all those injuries, like you said. I agree. Columbus is not this bad of a team. They are just on the struggle bus right now is the real issue. But I thought Dallas played really good. I think the real star of the show was Tarasov is the guy's name, right? In Columbus Mm -hmm. is net. He was fantastic. The stars against the stars. (laughs) The stars should have had four goals if it wasn't for Tarasov. And we would have said, oh, man, what an exciting and great game. But it was because of him. He shut us down. And then third period, we just decided to lock down the one goal lead, which apparently we can do now. Sure. (laughs) But the board is like, hey, I, I, I can play bonuses style of hockey, too. So and, you know, normally I don't like watching you know, that kind of hockey, bonus style hockey, especially like this. But you know what? It's the fifth game of a really long road trip. We've played excellent in every single game. Now, there have been parts where we've been really bad, and I would say the one <laughs> exception was the Washington game. We didn't play very well, but we still pulled out the win in that, and that's what counts. So, yeah. overall, and the first period of this game was crazy exciting. I mean, it was it's- the most exciting period, and it was the only period where there were no goals. So... Well, just to get into the first game, or first game, first period of the game today, uh, we kind of already mentioned it. Tufty is in getting his first game. Uh, Gary Onoff checks out, which that doesn't surprise me. He's he's the odd man out when there's another forward that comes in. And Ottendrick plays in his 100th career game. So good for Otter, no surprise. And he's I think he has 55 wins now in 100 games. That's pretty good. Very decent record for his first 100 games. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, right off the bat, uh, Chinikov goes off after an awkward collision with Kiviranta, and I I saw it once, and then I couldn't look at it a second time. It just yeah, like even now, it's just making me cringe, just the back of my neck. And I'm just like, oh, I really hope that he's okay. And unfortunately, he would yeah. not return in tonight's game. And unfortunately, I'm sure he's not okay because of the, where yes. the injury was on the knee, and it was a lot of a lot of man going down onto his knee. So, yes, that's just unfortunate for the Blue Jackets, especially when they don't need any more of that. And you mentioned throughout the first period, it was a lot of Dallas here. So there's a two on one for Dallas at 1650. There's another two on one for Dallas at 1516. First one is Robo and Hintz. Second one is Mason and Ben. Uh, I should say Marchment and Ben. I just write, write Mason down because it's faster to write down. Um, shots are five to four Dallas at the 14 minute mark. Robertson has a chance. Kiviranta has a chance off the rush and it trickles through Tarasov, but it doesn't quite get in the back of the net. So right there, that could have been this, the first goal of the game. Yeah. And I mean, we had so many of those <laughs> all game long. We were getting those. Goudreau would get the very first big chance for the Columbus blue jackets. Obviously the big signing of the off season, Johnny Goudreau goes to Columbus and it was just kind of a, a lucky bounce up to the front. So, he, I mean, I mean, whatever. You take advantage of your opportunities, right? He had a really good opportunity there, but Otter said no. Uh, Robo had another chance. Rosovic just shoots just wide. That was a little scary. And then I, I kind of want to talk about this player a little bit tonight because he made a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers. And the first one I mentioned was 820 into the first period. It was tied to Landria. Uh, he kind of had a rough game tonight. Not... Not terrible because he made some good defensive plays the other way, but he had a, a couple of really bad turnovers in today's game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely I saw that too. I definitely agree. He's normally cleaner with the puck, and I don't know what it was about this one. I'm sure he'll look at he'll look at film, he'll figure it out. It'll be no problem. And I actually thought as the first period went along, I thought that Columbus was starting to gain some momentum. I don't know if you I felt agree. that, but 
especially around the nine, eight minute mark, something like that remaining in the period. I mean, it first it's Robinson, then it's Roslevic, then it's Kent Johnston, which Kent Johnston is going to be a really good player when he gets a little older. Um, and then there is a, another Delandria turnover with a minute remaining. And then other than that, the only chance the stars had in the last like seven minutes was a couple of really good chances by Mason Marchman. So, I, I wasn't Definitely overly agreed. concerned. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the Stars were the better team overall in the period, but as dominant as they were in the first 10 minutes, it, it slowly waned in the second half of the first period. Overall, I think the Stars were the better team, though, even though I think that was I think that was the best the Blue Jackets played the whole game. Do you think that it was a mixture of the Stars being tired and Columbus finding their stride a little bit, or was it just one or the other? I think it was goaltending. I mean, the Stars should have scored two goals in the first period easily if it wasn't for how great he was. I mean, he was really fantastic. And yet again, Kiviranta is not allowed to score. There are so many exactly. players that are not allowed to score. Like, Glenn Denning has that one game every 25 games that he has, like, five chances and never is allowed to score. And then stinking... Uh, Thinking Kevin Runs is never allowed to score either. So and, it is second, it and is, let's but. let's go on that tangent right now because the stars, I'd say the whole road trip have been the whole team has been snake bit. <laughs> Where like no one can score goals. And we got three wins, one overtime loss, and one game that we lost in the last minute. That's fantastic, especially for our best part of our game is our offense, and that's been on the decline this road trip. And we still found a way to win games. That's the mark of a good hockey team. So if we can win blowout, high scoring, high event hockey games, and we can win these one to two games, I'm happy. That's a good hockey team there. I do want to go on a little bit of a tangent because I talked about it right before the second period, but they looked at the Stars record against the top 10 teams in the NHL and the top, the bottom 10 teams against the NH in the NHL. They're eight and two against those bottom 10 teams, which that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you should be expected to do. But they're a really bad two, four, and five, or two, five, and four. Five One and of those four. two, two, five, and four against those top 10 teams. So they've only had two wins out of 11 against those teams. Now, you can look at it a couple of different ways. They've lost four times in overtime. Okay. So when you get to the playoffs, <laughs> when you get to the playoffs, those don't matter. They absolutely yep. 100% do not matter. And it's five on five. So maybe that's in the stars' favor. Maybe it's not. I don't know. And that's something you can look at. But and there's a fantastic blog post about that on starcasticremarks.com. I, I wonder who wrote it. It was some guy. Named I don't know. Chris. Some don't really know. handsome guy. It, it, it was really poorly written, but it's it's still got a lot of no, good it was, information in it. Though, it so. Fantastic wording. <laughs> it takes you on a on a lyrical journey. Is that something that needs to change before the end of the season, or is this storyline okay going forward through the season and they'll be able to figure it out in the playoffs? Because they're only going to play against good teams in the playoffs. Um, if we if the if the theme is just us losing in overtime against good teams, I'm not as worried about it. Uh, yeah, but um, there's five regulation losses though. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting to. If we keep getting those, if it's 50-50, we're not happy with that. I mean, we want to be. And you want to be showing up and playing your best hockey in these big games, too, which recently we definitely have. I mean, we played some huge teams this road trip, and we played fantastic. I mean, even the Penguins game, when they scored in the last minute, we played a good hockey game that game and deserved to get at least a point there. So I think that we're getting better on that side, 
and we will do better in the future. And when there's not three on three overtime, we have to be better than we are now because we're terrible right now. <laughs> really good comment by Erica over here. I'll pull it up. Uh, remember all those losses to the bottom 10 teams last year, however, and we barely made the playoffs. So that is very true. But if we want to be like we've talked about multiple times, Chris, if we're, we're just like a Stanley Cup playoff team right now. We're tier two. We're not tier one right now with like the Carolinas, the Bostons, the Vegases. We're not in that tier right now. If you want to get to that tier, you have to be able to at least play against those teams and win some of those games. And they've oh. winning two out of 11 is not good enough. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but with the overtime games, I'm just, if you're winning 50%, you're, you're still good. Um, but it's just, it's winning those games more than just playing good. I think we're playing good in the majority of those games, but it doesn't matter. You got to win games against big teams. And in big stages. I mean, when you're on national television or if you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, we've lost two twice. I mean, you got to step up and that hasn't really happened. In the stars. Until uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. It, to defend the stars there, they got, they got completely goalied by Matt Murray in the greatest game by a goaltender in the modern era. So can't really blame yeah. him for that one, but whatever. Anyways, let's get into the second period. G- good discussion there. Uh, Hintz was tripped by Corrali right off the bat. There's no call. I'm like, really, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, yeah. come on. One, one penalty in the game and it's the softest call. Like yeah. there's so many penalties you could have called and they call a slashing. The refs took a break tonight. I don't know what they were doing. Right. Well, long honestly, that was the a... night before. Yeah, that's true. Especially in that second period. So, but right after that, Hence, we get a chance, and then Johnston scores right off with a rebound from the Suter point shot. He gets his eighth of the year. So what did you think of the Wyatt Johnston goal, which was pretty much the I only like... action we saw in today's game? <laughs> <laughs> well, other than the first period, yeah. But I, I love Johnston. I think he's always in the right spot, offensively and defensively. He's just a smart player. I think he's an ideal second-line center is really what I think it is. And he's he's found a way to score goals this season, and I like it. I want to see him dish it more a little bit, especially with the big guys on his wings now. But love to see him in the goal-scoring positions. All right, and then after that, there wasn't many notes from me, but mostly just players getting a couple chances. Line A with a, with a, with a chance, uh, Marchment with an awkward shot, which I wish he had gotten more on. Pavelski, this is the big one. Pavelski gets absolutely robbed by Tarasov. Again, Tarasov was great in tonight's game. Uh, Roslovic would have a chance. There's a big line rush chance for the first line about 10 minutes into the second period. Sagan and Johnson would would each have a chance. And then I felt bad because I kind of pointed out those two Delandria turnovers in the first period. So I had to give him credit for something that he did really well. There was about five minutes remaining in the second. There was a really good defensive play that he had on actually Johnny Goudreau. So of all players, really, that's the player you want to make a good defensive play on. I thought Suter was fantastic tonight. I thought he was really good. I mean, he played some, he made several fantastic defensive plays. I saw one really bad turnover the first period. Other than that, he's been really good. Ben would have a chance off the rush. Actually, he'd have two, two within the span of 45 seconds. And then Hintz came flying in like he always does. And then Lundqvist takes a penalty with six seconds remaining, which we're both kind of like, really? Okay, whatever. Um, what did you think ball. of the second period overall? Uh, the, the only offense was just odd man rushes. And there was like no cycle game other than from the Stars' first line. It was a miracle the Stars' first line didn't score. 
That, yep. that was pretty much the whole sum of the second period. And then obviously Johnson's goal was really good pressure by that line. That that whole uh, I'll call it the second line looked really good for us tonight. They looked they looked great. That was going to be actually one of my questions tonight. Is really has that Ben Johnston line and whoever's with them has that become the second line of the Dallas Stars? Yeah, for sure. Especially when you put Marchman up there, who we kind of see as our second line forward anyway. Um, and I, they didn't really they didn't look good at all last game. I thought, and tonight they, they looked, looked pretty good, substantially better. I mean, I love having Johnston there, being able to move a lot easier when he's got the big guys around him. And just protecting him too will, will be nice moving forward. If in case he starts getting the hot hand in the goal department, <laughs> which you can argue he already has. That's true. Hey, hockey fans! Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Columbus would start the third period with the power play, so six seconds tick off. They have a minute and 54 seconds to start the third period with a power play. Dallas is 13-0-0 when leading into the third period, so that's a really good stat line for the Stars to have. They continue that stat line tonight. Um, a minute in, Otter makes a really big save, and then chaos ensues in front. And it looked like it was almost going to go in during that power play. I think it might have even hit the post. Yeah, I thought for sure they were going to score on that power play. That that scramble around the net, that was the best chance for Columbus. I thought it was in. During said power play for the Columbus Blue Jackets, you, I have to give Ryan Suter credit. He made two fantastic uh, penalty kill plays, which even Razor pointed out, which... I yeah. mean, you got to give him credit for that. That's that's really what he needs to be doing most of the time, uh, yeah. where he can be most effective. Because on the power was, play, he just doesn't have the speed. This was his best game of the road trip by far, in my opinion. He was really solid for us. After that, Otter would make another save off of Marashenko. That's another name I love saying. There's so many names in, in hockey. There's so much fun to say. Um, but... Marashenko actually knocks him over a little bit. It, it wasn't, he didn't really get knocked over, but he just kind of slightly bumped into and kind of fell over, but whatever. Dallas Stars didn't seem to be all that hacked off about it, but two on one for Columbus. Good D play by Foxa. Easy save for Otter because of the play by Foxa. And again, Suter makes a really good play after Miller gets puck jacked. And that was about 13 minutes into the third period. So like you said, Chris Suter had a really good game tonight. Um, Kiviranta would have another chance after a Columbus broken stick and they had a chance on that, but they were not able to put it in the back of the net, of course, because it's Kiviranta. Um, Suter would actually get involved a little bit with the offense. He had to have his own shot. Pavelski would have a rebound chance. And then about two minutes remaining in the, well, actually it's more like three, I guess three minutes remaining in the third period. Columbus hits the post and I held my breath for a split second. I'm like, please not let us not do this again. <laughs> like yeah. the Pittsburgh game, play a really good overtime. game defensively. Yeah. 
especially against Columbus. It's like if we go to Colum- if we go to overtime against Columbus, we're losing the game. It's just for sure. it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Gustav Nyquist, formerly of the Detroit Red Wings, who actually hits the post on that uh, particular shot. Hockenbauer misses the empty net. Robo does get the empty net goal, so it's two to nothing at this point. And then Kent Johnson spoils the shutout for Jake Ottinger with 14 seconds. I know left. one of y'all said it. One of y'all said shutout. <laughs> I did not. Normally it's me. Normally it's me. I, I, I think it happened twice. Like when I first, when we first started this podcast, I, I said it twice, like during the game. And then I got a whole bunch of crap for it. So I haven't, I've never said it. Even when like I'm by myself, I have somebody never said listening it. said it. I know they did. You will be found. <laughs> but it was kind of a freaky bounce. Uh, it was off of Glenn Denning's glove and it bounced it and goes in. It was ridiculous. And- it was on a, on a 360 backhand. It goes off Glenn Denning's glove and finds twine. Whatever, dude. That's fake. Right. Right. I mean, it is what it is. It happens, and it the, it always feels thing, like that for Ottinger, doesn't it? It does. It, yeah. always, it always feels like like we're destined to win the game. Like the, the game's already in the bag. We're up two nothing, three nothing, four nothing, whatever. And then, like in the last minute and a half or so, when they when the other teams got the extra attacker, they somehow are able to spoil the shutout. I feel like that's happened like five times to him. Yeah, the good thing about Otter is, I think he's probably the guy who cares the least about it. Because he just seems like such a competitive guy. He just wants to win hockey games. That's every time he talks on camera, that's all I that's the only sense I get is like, I just want to win hockey games. That's it. And so I, I feel like if anyone's going to take that well, it'll be Otter. So, Stars win two to one. What happened in tonight's game, Chris? Biggest takeaway. Who cares about what happened in tonight's game? What happened in the road trip? It was a fantastic road trip for the Stars against some very good teams. When they didn't have their stuff, I felt like they were not the best Dallas Stars that could have been on this road trip, and they still found a way to win and get points night in and night out. So th- th- that's a winning hockey team. That's a that's a championship mindset. That's some growth, and that's some depth on the team. And I like to see all that, especially the after the offensive powerhouse of a start we had. So finding multiple ways to win hockey games is my biggest takeaway from this whole road trip. I, I like Exactly. That was exactly my second thought. My first thought was this game, they it could have been a trap game. They came in, they took care of business. You know, it, it's whatever. They're t- probably tired. They might not have given their best effort tonight, but they still looked pretty good, especially that first line. That first line, I, th- I swear they're snake bit, every single one of them. <laughs> and and I think Hintz was the only one that got regularly on the score sheet during the... Pavelski got one, too. Oh, that's the, true. Like, Pavelski, never mind. Yeah, Pavelski's been really good this road trip, too. But... Um, they, they just have chance after chance after chance, especially the last two games, and just could not get anything to go into the back of the net. And the goalie on the other side was just really good. Like, uh, I've already forgot his name. The New Tarasov. Jersey game, Schmid, Schmid oh, was Schmid. really good. And then Tarasov in tonight's game. So, yeah. But And then that was my second thought as well, Chris, is just the fact the Stars are able to win in different ways. They... It's it's almost like they played this way on purpose. They they decided, okay, <laughs> we yeah. played the first two months or so with this offensive powerhouse mindset that, okay, great, we can win games where we're down five to one, come back and at least get a point out of a game. And now we know that they can also win the quote unquote playoff style or the bonus style of hockey. So I agree with you 100% that that's really important to see so that if they get into a game like this 
and they play against teams that play those styles. So like, say we play the Winnipeg Jets in the first round. We can play their style of, of hockey and be able to, to, you know, compete with them. Same thing if we go against, uh, you know, New Jersey, for example. If if we see their offensive style that we didn't really see it in the game th- that they played this week. But if we see that going forward, if we play New Jersey in the Stanley Cup final, we can hang with them. Yeah. And one more big key that I thought of on the road trip, and I'll tie it into my biggest winner. Biggest winner tonight, Jake Ottinger. The goaltending through the road trip has been substantially better. We kind of called it out before this road trip started, and boy, has it improved substantially. I mean, Ottinger just had – did he play three games? or he, he played three games. Three great games from Ottinger. Every, all three of them. He was fantastic. He was the reason we won that night in all three, or the reason we should have won in Pittsburgh. So – he was really good. Wedgwood had one great game and one eh game, but we'll take that from a backup. I mean, one great game is still great. <laughs> right. I, I still find that decision to start Wedgwood in not tonight's game, but the the game before a, a little iffy. I'm like, why didn't you just start Ottinger in Thursday's game or Saturday's game? So, but it is what it is. We can't talk about the past. It's done. It's what's done. So, we can't so your talk biggest about the winner past in our podcast about. The previous games that the Stars have played. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's over. It's over. We already talked about it in the previous afternoon. There you go. So it is, there you it go. We already talked about it. Yeah. I'm tired. You can tell I'm tired. Um, so who's your biggest loser in, in tonight's game then? Biggest loser? I'm going to give it to Colin Miller. He had yeah, some he weird turnovers, some weird miss assignments on defense. He, I don't know. He just felt like he was really struggling tonight. Uh, just with the puck, especially with the puck, he just didn't seem as confident as he was before. I think the bigger thing is that it's a contrast to how well he played in the previous three games where he was just confident all the way with the puck, just taking shots, dangling around people. So he, he kind of took a step back. Hopefully that's not something that, uh, that keeps on going on. Hopefully it gets back to the way he was. For me, I'll give my biggest winner to Ryan Suter because we have been, you know, pulling him down, and this was a Ryan Suter-esque game tonight. This is probably one of the best games we've seen him play this season. And he played exactly the way that we needed him to. And I is he on the third pairing technically? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the pairings only matter for like the first 10 minutes of the game, and then they all switch around because Miro just plays with everybody. That's true. It's very true. And I think it, he started the game like- with Miller. It, it kind of seems like that pairing of Lindquist and Miro Haskinen has kind of been solidified at this point because they played together for, I think, the entire road trip, right, for the most part? Yeah, pretty much. And Lindquist has played a lot more minutes, too, because of that. I mean, he's played very well with Miro, so he's going to stay out there longer with them. So, yeah, I've liked it, too. So, Suter with 20 minutes and 9 seconds tonight. So, it's maybe a Lundquist little more. Have? Lundqvist had, I think, 19, 18-25. Yeah. Er, earlier in the season before his scratch, he was getting like 14-15. So he's yeah, so. getting a lot more. Which is which is pretty high still compared to some other teams, but that is, that's low for a Pete DeBoer system. So. Yeah. The way we, we play, we want to roll everybody. So. And uh, my biggest loser, I'll still give it to Delandria tonight. Just, and it... it and just because I'm nitpicking, they generally yeah. the stars played really well tonight. I Mine's mean, nitpicking too, by the way. <laughs> we played a good yes. game. It was good. Yes, it was a good game. But, it's a bad team. We win. <laughs> yeah, those the, those two turnovers were just completely. They weird. were weird, in my opinion. Yeah, they were weird. The right he does, 
especially this season, he has not made those kind of turnovers before. We know we've normally seen those turnovers by like uh, Garyanov or Marchment sometimes or Suter, and tonight it was kind of Delandria. So, and, and again, I'm, I'm nitpicking because there wasn't much bad to say about the game tonight. It was just kind of eh. <laughs> it's kind of mid tonight. This was the Mondayest of Monday games ever. I'd say it felt like a night game. So, uh, real quick, because people have were, are asking us some questions. Um, well, I got one question for you, and Ardell's got a question for you, Chris. Um, is Wyatt Johnston a legit Calder candidate, and if so, why? What do you think? I don't think he is, just because his point totals aren't high enough. That's really all the Calder is. I mean, it's which work he has the highest amount of points. That's really what it comes down to most of the time. Um, so. He's obviously one of the better goal scorers, but his assist totals are so far below um, the other top two guys that are on there that I don't think it's going to be close, really. Well, and it really is. It's Matty Beneers' trophy to lose, to be totally yeah. honest with you. And Matty Beneers is not going to lose it. He's looked completely fantastic. But so I could will he be totally a finalist? See, yeah, that's Maybe. what I was about to say. I could totally see him playing a lot better later on in the season, especially if he stays on this line with Ben and Marchman. Goodness. And mm-hmm. jumping into like a second or a third spot easily. But... I just think Veneers is so far ahead. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And then uh, one question I wanted to ask about is the the forward lines tonight. I thought the forward lines were a little weird. And I like the first line. I like the, obviously, and then I like the bin line. But Sagan just can't seem to find somebody to play with. Now, now yeah, dad that's... over here in the... Dad over here in the comment section said that he liked that line of Kiviranta, Delandria, yeah. and Sagan. And... I thought that Sagan was was okay. Kiviranta was really good. Again, he just cannot score. And then Delandria yeah, just I'm gonna didn't agree with look that. 100% there. It, it's the snake bit line. None of those guys can score. So we're all <laughs> just going to put them all in a line, and they're going to figure it out. So those are the three forwards that have looked like they should score and aren't. So I was cool with it. I liked it. Theoretically, I feel like that can get – Delandria and KB Ronta going offensively because they've been kind of stuck and they've also been playing in all different places. I feel like putting them both together on a line with a guy like Sagan can get them, can force them to score goals pretty much. So I like it for now. And I really like Johnston with Marchman and Ben. So whatever lets that happen, I'm cool with, honestly. I'm just not so sure about uh, Sagan. It- he hasn't been bad. That's the thing is, he hasn't been bad, but there's so much more there. There's He's so much more game. there that I don't think. The Capitals game, he was terrible. He was absolutely yes. awful. So there's... I, I don't know. It feels like he has issues going on. I don't know what it is, if it's just the confidence still from, from skating. And I talk about this in another blog post, sarcasticremarks.com. He needs to find a new way to play hockey because he is—he's nowhere near as fast as he was. He is—he's not a fast guy anymore. I would say even. So he needs to do what Pavelski and what Ovechkin have done and change the way he plays hockey. So Ovechkin figured out, oh, if I just stand here and just take one timers, I'm going to score a lot of goals. Pavelski found his little spot. He's like, oh, I'm just going to tip pucks and score goals. So he needs to find something like that. He needs to do one thing and do it really good. Um. But yeah, I just had he, to, I just had this just thought. Trying. I just had this thought from like NHL like fourteen or thirteen. 
if you if you press and hold the B button and you just sit there, you just hold it. <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that, do that's that. what that's what that's what Ovechkin does. That's what Ovechkin yeah. does. He just sits there and he waits for it to come to him. He's like, but, but he has the thing because Ovechkin used to play like Sagan used to play, just fast, right. flying everywhere, and he figured out he has to change because he was older, he was slower, he wasn't as strong. Sagan, I feel like he hasn't figured that out since his his crazy hip surgery, which is totally unfortunate. But he needs to figure out a way to score despite that now. He needs to he mm -hmm. needs to adapt. And we'll we'll talk more on uh on Wednesday or Thursday night. We need yeah. to figure that out. We'll, we'll that's talk more about it later. For me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think we're done. Anything else, Chris? Nope. Great road trip. I love the stars. We're gonna keep playing good. We're we're playing on Wednesday really late because it's on national TV. Stinking TNT. Anyways, go and check out sarcasticremarks.com and sarcasticremarksshop.com for all the latest merch. There is no shower curtains, regardless of what Bath Christmas mats, There's no shower curtains. Tissues. No bath mats. No. Toilet paper. That's coming soon. No. No. That is, it's not. That's not. There. But Toilet there's some brushes, cool stuff there. You still go, still go check it out. <laughs> you just come up with all this random stuff. So, anyways, guys. Uh, and if we'd also appreciate it if you guys would leave us just a five-star review, uh, comment, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts at. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on what we're doing, what you'd love to yeah. see us to do. Go leave us forward. reviews. They're cool to read. I like those. Yep. They are very fun to read. So, Anyways, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you guys are listening. Chris, take us out. GG boys, Road Warriors.